0: everyone and welcome to episode 208 of the mom hour. I'm Sarah Powers here as always with Megan Francis. Hey Megan.
1: Hey Sarah. You know what?
0: Oh I was hoping you would have sound effects.
1: (laughs) I've been waiting to use that. There was like a margarine commercial when I was a kid. Do you remember that? It was like margarine. Okay well that's right. So (laughs) the kid like eats this margarine and then it's like you hear and then like a crown appears on his head.
0: Oh, maybe there's a, maybe a little familiarity.
1: I don't really remember what margarine had to do with the crown, nor do I know what the show has to do with the crown or margarine, margarine, (laughs) but we're about to find out.
0: We are talking (laughs) about, well, we're going to talk about the Royal baby today because as of this recording, there is a new baby in the Royal family. Little Archie was born on May 6th, Um, but we are going to talk about, we're going to talk all around this. We're going to talk about the kind of fascination with the Royals and Royal Babies and how we've experienced that growing up and as moms. And we're also going to talk specifically about this new little baby and his Mm -hmm. mom and dad. And, you know, they're not exempt from some of the hard things about new parenting.
1: No. And in fact, I think they have some stuff that we don't have to deal with. Um, Yeah you know, on their plate. I just have to say really quick that I think the name Archie is adorable. It is. I'm, I'm just surprised. It's not like short for like Archibald.
0: Well, I kept looking for it to be, and I haven't seen, I've seen Archie everywhere. So I'm sure wise listeners, if you know better, you can correct us. But I also agree. I think Archie is super adorable and I feel a, a particular kinship to this particular baby and his mother because I actually knew Megan in college.
1: So That's right. I always forget that story. Fun little
0: story. I shouldn't just use her first name because she is the Duchess of Sussex, formerly known as the American actress Meghan Markle is who we're talking about. So,
1: Megan. and Is there I- a symbol for that? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to say the
0: wrong thing. This is all very fraught with like the right titles. In fact, it's funny I looked up this NPR article to make sure I called everybody the right thing. And at the very bottom, NPR had already issued a couple of corrections for when they got it wrong. And they didn't, they didn't get Archie or the Duke and Duchess wrong, but it was somebody else they'd mentioned. And there's so much pomp and circumstance. There's so many rules. Anyway, um, the duchess went to Northwestern, as did I. She was a year younger than I was, is. She's still a year younger than I am. And we had mutual friends. She, her best friend was dating one of my roommates. She used to come over to my apartment in the year after college or a couple years after we graduated. And um, one time she was an overnight guest at my apartment. So I can <gasps> say that a member of the royal family once slept under my roof. That is like okay. my new fact, my new party that is, fact.
1: That is amazing. You should have that on a t-shirt. Now I have a question for you. Yeah. Since you and the uh, Duchess of Sussex, yes. formerly the American actress Meghan Markle, already have an acquaintance, yes. were you to see her in a public setting, would it be uncouth for you to approach her?
0: Oh, definitely uncouth.
1: I had to think. So I had to she think, would have to be formally introduced to you, even though you already have an acquaintance.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, actually, as we were preparing, I was thinking this isn't like, fr- I'm, she wasn't my friend, but at the right. same time, she, she was in my apartment and we had very close mutual friends. And I was thinking, would she know who I was? And I think the answer would be no, not on seeing me and probably not even on my name. But if you said the one step further, like remember so-and-so's roommate, then she'd be like, oh yeah, I remember. So
1: we're at that, we're at that level. Like, yeah, like that name sounds familiar. Remind
0: me how I know them. Of course, I don't need to be reminded.
1: So some representative would have to say presenting or whatever it is that they say. Mm -hmm. And then you would, yes. Okay. I see how it works. All right. Well,
0: and she was very pretty then well, she and is very lovely, pretty now and now she is the duchess okay so that's my fun little backstory um gosh we've got a lot of get lot to get to so let's take our first Well, wait
1: you didn't even say the baby's full name which you need to say with a very proper accent
0: oh I think you should do the accent but he's Archie <coughs> he's not Archibald as we know so why don't yes, you say yes. it
1: okay his name his full name <laughs> is Archie Harrison Mountbatten hyphen Windsor
0: I like the Mountbatten part um, Mountbatten
1: is amazing. Is where ama- did that
0: come from? <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. I also did learn he is the seventh in the line of succession to the throne. So okay. that's always another thing that comes up. Like, is he like, where does he fall in the pecking order? Which is so funny. He's like seven pounds right now.
1: <laughs> I know that is so funny. Now is, is Mountbatten, does that have something to do since it's connected to Windsor? Is that like where they're from in Windsor? Is that I their lordship that they, there's their There's the whole
0: like surname thing. It's kind of the thing I would like to nerd out about because I like systems and I like to know how things work. I just have never bothered, but it's like the fact that, so there's another thing I learned that he could have a courtesy title. Like he could have been the Duke of something and they chose not to, which is why, or, or it's related to him having two names like Archie Harrison. His name wouldn't, would not have been Archie Harrison if they had decided to also go with Duke of such and such as a courtesy title. And they opted out of that. Like, I don't know how any of this works. It's interesting bananas. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready to eat meals from our sponsor factor
1: factors. Delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like calorie smart, protein plus and keto. Plus they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long.
0: So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals and Katie loved the herb crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one too. And get this. So did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right?
1: I was going to say, what a parenting win. <laughs> and I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box, Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMOWER at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMOUR.
0: Okay, we're back. And I have a question for you, Megan, because I think this is always fun to trace this back to like how we got here with this fascination. So I'm just wondering when you were growing up, you and I are roughly the same age. uh, What was your observation of this American fascination with royals? There was, of course, Diana and Charles. There were a couple of young princes born. So just talk through that, like how you experienced it growing up.
1: Well, I definitely like I, I, It was always in the background. I feel like it was a very peripheral part of my childhood for years. And even though my mom was definitely not like a super Royal fanatic, I do remember her having an eye on it. Like Mm -hmm. she had a passing interest. Everybody did. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember being in the stores when I was a little kid, seeing the tabloids with Diana Mm -hmm. on the cover always for like, from basically the Mm -hmm. time they were married until she died really. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just big news. There was just chatter about it all the time. I remember the camilla and um, yes. philip covers like it was just it was just part of the common it was like just everyone knew about it and everyone yeah. talked about it i have a very passing memory of the wedding like coverage i guess i mean like it's not really. I don't think we got up early to watch it or, or anything like that. Didn't they get married? Um, you would have
0: been like three,
1: right? Yes. I was really young, but yeah. I, I just remember it being around. Like I remember pictures of her with that dress. Yes, like, I think it, they, they were just everywhere.
0: I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think they that's replayed okay. the wedding five years later because I Maybe remember my it. mom okay. watching or 10 years later. Cause I remember, but I think they got married in 1980, which is the year I was born. Oh, so I couldn't yeah. have seen that, but I do think they replayed that wedding um, mm. at certain times. So.
1: And I think my mom also had a certain, you know, I'm not going to say grudging admire admiration, but sort of like, like, I think my mom kind of thought the whole royal thing was frivolous and dumb, but at the same time she admired Diana. So like kept her eye on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can kind of relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. (laughs) And then Jacob, um, I was pregnant with Jacob when Diana died. So, and I remember that news coverage, like I remember, I I think I would have been pretty far into my pregnancy and i was laying around watching a lot of tv so i remember watching that um another thing that just popped into my head is that a few years ago i went to to a um an art museum in grand rapids michigan which is just north of where i live and they had a bunch of diana's like dresses and things Mm. um on display there was like a whole like traveling exhibit and i was amazed at how little her wedding dress cost i can't remember now but it was like around two thousand dollars even in those days you know maybe that would equate to like 13,000 today or something. Yeah. And it was incredible. It was like, wow. Um, people much more normal yeah. spend about the same amount Oh my gosh. on their dresses now. So I thought that was really interesting too. That is super interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I have this memory of being really little, maybe six or seven and being over at a friend's house and her parents were like like actual super fans of the Royals. I remember they had a, like a coffee table book or a magazine, one of those time magazine, the kind that like the collectible time magazines um, with Diana on the cover. And that was my first exposure to like, I don't like, what is this? And I, you Mm -hmm. know, I think after I agree, seeing the tabloids in the grocery stores and seeing the, the boys, William and Harry kind of grow up. And I think my mom, she wasn't into celebrity culture at all, but I think she and Diana were around the same age and both young moms And William is two years younger than me. So I I do think my mom had that kind of, we're going to talk later about our own kind of kinship to celebrities who have babies around the same time as you. But I do think my mom felt that. And I very much remember, by the time Diana died, it was summer of 96, I was myself, just a teenager, really into celebrity culture. I mean, I read mm-hmm. all the people magazines and I was into everything, movie stars and pop stars. And so that was just one more kind of breaking news. And I remember yeah. where I was and I remember it dragged out over a couple of days because she didn't die right away. Right. That's right. Yes, so I v- that, yeah. So remember that. the yeah. mystery of what happened and who, whether she was okay. It was very, was, very it dramatic. Was very it, and and like, it was, yeah. And, and because they didn't even know who it was that she was with. And like, yeah. you know, the Charles and Camilla stuff had been going on and it, it felt like a movie it felt like a murder mystery or something um
1: I said Philip earlier who the heck is Philip he's um Elizabeth
0: II's husband he's still alive okay. he's like in his 90s <laughs>
1: uh, Charles I obviously meant Charles yes. not Philip.
0: That, I'm sure that will not be the only royal name blunder we make yes yeah, exactly episode um so yeah I guess um kind of kind of same as you and then um yeah. And then the last few years, I know we're going to get into this, but, you know, definitely a, a passing interest in the next generation, the Kate and the, you yeah. know, the weddings and all of that. So, OK, so moving on, I have a scale of one to 10 question. And oh, that you is, know how I love these. <laughs> <laughs> but you get to you get to, you know, elaborate. OK, but um, the, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you really care about the birth of a royal baby? And I say that because this whole episode is a little departure from us. Like neither one of us is like a big pop culture, breaking news, current events type person. And this podcast doesn't usually spend a lot of time on it. So you can be totally honest. What's your actual level of interest in the birth of a royal baby?
1: Okay. You wanted me to go first?
0: Oh, um, I can go first this time okay. so I can alternate. I would say I'm a solid five with maybe okay. a, maybe a like a little spike into like a six, seven of the week the baby's <laughs> born. And then I go back down to a five. I, I do find it passingly interesting. I think it's kind of fun. It's, it's a diversion. Um, I think the older I get, the less, the less close I'm paying attention to all celebrity culture. And it's not like, I don't feel like I don't feel judgy about it at all. Like there's plenty of media I consume. That's really fluffy. I just have, I'm kind of not as tuned in. I don't consume as much. And so then I don't know what's going on, but it's kind of, it's hard to escape the the Royal babies. I think with the, when, when they're, is royal news. I was thinking, what do I find interesting about it? Like what part of it? And often it's the clothes. I really do love looking. Oh, yeah. I love looking at their clothes. They're clothes everyday are amazing. Clothes. They're amazing. Their hair looks, I mean, Kate and Megan, uh, their hair looks amazing all the time.
1: Was it Kate that was constantly wearing fascinators for a while there? And What's A was fascinator both? A fascinator is like that thing that goes on your head. It's not exactly a hat and it's, oh, it's bigger like- than a barrette.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was what it was called. Yes. I mean, their hair and their shoes and their coats. Oh, my gosh, their coats. So, I mean, like that is I could look at pictures of it all day. It's there's something very fun and frivolous and, you know, fluffy about that. Um, And then I have also like just being in the industry we're in and talking about motherhood all the time. I have I have been interested to see um, how Kate and now the Duchess of Sussex. I don't know why I feel like I can't be on first name basis with her. Kate and Megan are kind of pushing the envelope a little bit yeah. with regard to the traditions around motherhood. It's been really fun to see their husbands as fathers. And I admit like, we don't, we don't really know what's going on, but yeah. So to answer the question, I put my interest at like a five, like I, I'm not waiting up for the Royal baby news. I, in fact, I kept thinking, didn't he, isn't he born yet? Like, yeah. And then I had to look and he was, so here we are. How about you? Here we are.
1: Well, I guess I would probably put myself, around a three or four with like occasional spikes where I'll obsess about it for an hour and then forget it exists. So like left to my own devices, I would not care at all. But then everybody starts talking about it. Yeah. So it's in your face. And if you happen to be on Facebook that day or you happen to be like on Instagram or paying any attention, it is interesting, right? Mm -hmm. It's just I'm just only interested in that it's interesting to people around me or it's there's something right in front of my face that makes it interesting. Um, I will also say that because we like grew up just ahead of the princes Mm -hmm. and I remember like not only because their mom was so beloved when we were young but then when she died that was so shocking Mm -hmm. and they were so young and I remember how much coverage there was of like how the boys would take it. I just remember having this very keen and I was like just about to become a mom myself Mm -hmm. and I was really putting myself in Diana's shoes a lot and like like what I would think if I had teenage boys and now I'm gone. And so I just remember taking a real interest in them. And wondering how they were going to turn out. Yeah. So it's been really fun and like kind of gratifying to see how modern they are about like their approaches to both how they chose their wives and what it means to be royal and now husbands and dads. Like, I just, I don't know. I kind of think their mom would be proud of them. And that's interesting to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I lived in England uh, for a school year when I was 20. And William is two years younger. So it was my junior year of college. It was the year he, I can't remember if he went into the military and was coming back to decide where to go. I think that was the case. I think after Eaton or wherever he, you know, after school, he went off to the military and then he was deciding where to come back and go to school. There was a lot there about his kind of coming of age. And I think he would have been turning 18 around the time I was 20. And so, yeah, I have always felt kind of just uh, connections maybe a too strong of a word, but, but the an par- interest. Yeah. Like, yeah. An yeah. interest. And then, and then there's this other side of me that just feels like, first of all, the whole thing is bizarre. The entire yes. concept <laughs> of bizarre. a Royal family is bizarre. And then the, uh, the fascination with their lives, just like fascination with, you know, an American movie star, there's a lot of like, it's similarly bizarre. And so I do find myself being like, Oh, but why, like, why, why? like, why do we care? But at the same time, a lot of people,
1: do and the clothes are fabulous. So, the clothes are very fabulous. <laughs> I totally agree. It kind of occurs to me how funny, like, how the three year difference between you and me is so, such a non thing now. Yeah. But, like, when Diana died, for example, I was about to become a mom. Well, and, and you, you were yeah. still a teenager. yeah You know what and I mean? You,
0: and you having kids young makes yeah. that three years. If I was 16, you would just turn 21. Yeah. And so, I had just turned 20. 20.
1: Yeah. So,
0: oh, yeah. Sorry. Three and a half. Yeah. Two and a half, three years. And, um, yeah. And, and you were about to become a mom. So like our stage in life was so, so different at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's just expand this a little bit because we we might as well talk about movie stars since we're talking about Royals. Since,
1: since we're here. <laughs> since
0: we're here. So I'm curious. Um, if you, I know I did the thing a little bit where when I was pregnant and a new mom, I I paid close attention to what other celebrities were kind of tracking with me. Did you have like a pregnancy buddy, like a celebrity pregnancy buddy? Okay. So tell about. I'm pretty
1: sure Reese Witherspoon and I were pregnant. She has three children, I believe. Uh And I think we were pregnant at the same time with all three. I also think Drew Barrymore and I may have been pregnant at the same time. But there was one of them was always pregnant. She has I kids, right? Re- I, I, Drew, I feel like got, had kids later, even after she? me. Okay. All right. Well, it, Reese it must would have make been sense. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. And like, I remember it was always like when I was pregnant, she was pregnant. I was always maybe a little bit ahead or maybe a little bit behind. But yeah. like, I think it was her. And I just liked that. I liked the solidarity of being pregnant at the same time as a famous person. And I would look in the magazines and see her in her maternity clothes. And they were much cuter than mine. But, you know, like, I just liked that. But yeah. then I didn't care about the babies at all. Like, <laughs> as soon as like I was mothering my own baby, like I really didn't feel any need to keep up with them, like celebrities and their babies, I right. guess. Um, Over the years, I've definitely been amused by what people, but celebrities name their babies oh, and yeah. how they dress their kids. Like I remember, remember all the, um the Suri Cruise, like obsession. Oh yeah. Over her outfits and how adorable she was. She was everywhere. She was like, That's you couldn't true. get away from and it. That and that was like
0: before Instagram. I mean, it, yes. Like it wasn't, yeah. Even if Facebook was around, it was before like constant photo sharing was possible. So you had to yeah. like see that in magazines and stuff. I forgot about that. It was
1: everywhere. And she was adorable. She and was I adorable. think at the time, you know, Tom and Katie had problems and like, so there was lots of stories around that. And then they kind of used Surrey as sort of a, like a, a, I don't know, a hook for the story, yeah. I guess. But I just remember that being like you, you almost couldn't pay attention or could yeah. not pay attention to it. Um, But I've never really been I've never really been that into celebrity culture, like not even in high school. I just, it just was never kind of a thing for me. So like, I've always known about it. There's been a, there's been different times in my life where I've been very aware of who all the different celebrities are. Um, And then after I started having kids, like I completely lost track of that. And when reality TV got big, I had no idea who any of those people were. I would open a magazine and be like, who are these? Yeah. Who are these Kardashians? Like what, what do they do? Are they movie stars? Are they music? Like, are they music singer stars? Like I had no idea. Yeah. Um. I had to mention that, I, that I was actually reading an article the other day and I wish I could remember what it was. And I don't even know, I think it was like an Oprah magazine or something. And they were interviewing a celebrity mom and she said she listens to podcasts. And I was like, what? <laughs> they listen to podcasts too? Like, they're just like they, us. <laughs> they're just like us. And then I'm laughing because I was like, I mean, like, of course they do. They're yeah. just normal people and they probably all parent differently. I don't know why it's always surprising to me when you find out that celebrities do things that normal people do.
0: Well, this, I I have mentioned this before a long time ago, I think in a More Than Mom episode, but I listened to an episode of the Goop podcast, which is Gwyneth Paltrow's and you can, mm-hmm. you know, hating aside on Gwyneth. It was a conversation with her and Sarah Jessica Parker and they talked about raising their teenagers. And I, I had that same kind of realization, like, Wait, they have to look for books and and right. podcasts and like they are they don't yeah. know what they're doing. It was a very honest and pretty like real conversation where you could tell like they they really were in search of parenting resources for raising teenagers and they were like almost asking each other questions like are you going through this and it was yeah. it was a like they're just like us moment. So.
1: And I remember when I was really into parenting style like when I was really thinking a lot about like what's my discipline style? What's yeah. my baby sleep style? Whatever wondering like what the celebrity way was and yeah. then I thought well they're all different duh like yeah just they're just all just like normal us. people yeah. who do make different choices based on their
0: you yeah know,
1: beliefs and needs and stuff so it just was kind of funny that that's I don't know. Yeah. I well, also remember having this feeling when I wrote was when I was writing parenting books. I remember thinking once, like, I wonder if anyone famous has ever read yeah one of my parenting books. I'm sure they have because they need help, too. <laughs> we all do. Right. Well,
0: I would like to say that if Jennifer Garner is listening to our podcast right now, um, just shoot us an email, Jen. She's one of my favorite celebrity moms. She is pretty cool. I love her very much. And she's a great like mom content creator. Um, so I, hopefully you're listening, Jen.
1: Um, okay. It's not, if anyone knows Jen or if anyone went to college with someone who knew Jen and can use their connection.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So yes, I would say same for me in terms of like, when I was pregnant and having new babies, it was fun. I'm trying to think of the people. So Jessica Alba had a couple of babies, I want to say like her oldest and my youngest, like she took a longer break in between, but I think I nearly overlapped pregnancies with her. Giada De Laurentiis, who oh. I did like at the time. I watched her she cooking has many show. Teeth. Many teeth and yeah, like very <laughs> tiny person with, anyway,
1: she's adorable. I really liked her cooking. Oh no, I think so too. And I really like her show.
0: Yes. And but so I was- re- I just don't
1: know how someone smiles and shows that many teeth at once. It's really impressive actually.
0: Yeah, no, she is adorable. <laughs> and she and I were pregnant at the exact same time. Um, and so I remember that like being one of my celebrity and I think there were others too, but one thing I noticed is like, like you said, after the babies are born and they choose their crazy celebrity baby name and there's a people magazine double spread where you open it up and it's like them in their bed with their baby, but then kind of understandably the celebrities get more protective. And like, I lose track of like what people with kids, my kids age now, you don't really I mean, I guess if you were really into reading that stuff, you would figure it out. But their kids are in school, just like my kids are in school. And um, so it does seem to be like a heightened, uh, that sense of kinship or like, you know, camaraderie with these people we've never met. It seems like it kind of spikes in the early days and then goes away because you're just not. You're not talking about it. My other like observation, I guess, about the way this has gone is it does seem like there's some healthy pushback um, from celebrities and I don't follow this super closely, but I know Chrissy Teigen and I mentioned Jennifer Garner and a bunch of others are, are really pushing back against like the perfect mom stereotype and like this need to get your body back immediately or get back to work immediately if that's what you, if that's not what you want to do. So I don't know. I know these things go in swings, but from my limited knowledge, it does seem like there's some healthy push I agree. back right now about what we should expect to see when, a, when a new mom has a baby.
1: So I know Chris, well,
0: yeah. go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say
1: in general, I think celebrities have gotten really good at using their platforms to talk about things that are important yes. and matter. And I think because now we can, like everybody can have a media empire. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, especially if you have money and fame behind yeah. it, um, but anybody can become a spokesperson for a cause they believe in or put, uh, you know, just change the way their Instagram is. And I think that they realize that they're in this, bizarre environment like they realize how bizarre the world they live in is too and how shallow it can be and how misleading it can be and like yes i feel like they they feel the um i guess whereas it would have felt like 30 or 40 years ago like and I know this was not true at the time either, but we just didn't know. We didn't have this access. Um, It probably, it seemed like all these glamorous people just enjoying being glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And set aside. And now I think that they have this ability to reach out right to us directly. Yeah.
0: Well, and And yeah, if you think about it, like let's say you were uh, a young actress who'd done really well. And now you're having your first baby at 25 or 30 or 35, just because you've been in the public eye and you have access to the most amazing healthcare and the most amazing it doesn't mean it's going to rock your world any less. Like we're right. we're going to talk about that in the second half of the show. Like you're not immune to some of the ways that new motherhood like can just really knock you flat. Yeah. And so I do think I think certain elements of Instagram culture and social media culture have actually given people permission to talk about that in ways that they wouldn't have really had an outlet. Like, were they going to, you know, call up people magazine and then do a really honest piece maybe, but now they, like you said, they just have the ability to be honest. And the more people who do, the more people who follow suit. So I don't know. I have Agreed. seen that
1: as a, a, a
0: positive thing. I
1: think it's positive too. I also have to say that I was just so curious. I had to look up Reese, Witherspoon has been really quick to see how old her kids are. Uh-huh. She only has two. Oh, okay. But her daughter, Ava was born September nine, 1999. So about, 15 days before Isaac. Okay, right, okay. And her son Deacon doesn't say the date, but he was born in October, 2003. So that's the same month as William.
0: Okay, so you were. So I was right. Just,
1: with her. I was. We were like like about to have babies together. So I really and... <laughs> thought she had a
0: third also, like Me much too. later.
1: I totally thought she had three kids, but I don't see anything about it on her Wikipedia page. Maybe it's not being updated. <laughs> Maybe somebody forgot about it. Um, I also want to mention though, speaking of of celebrities having platforms that Reese Witherspoon has a, media company now that has podcasts. Yep. It's called hello sunshine. And the podcast, one of them, I, um, it's called how it is and it's storytelling. And the other one's called, um, my best breakup, I think, but it's not about breaking up with people. It's things like I broke up with my eating disorder. Oh, like okay. I, I yeah. broke up with this or that, or I broke up with hating myself or whatever it is. And oh, so cool. it's interesting. Yeah. Oh,
0: cool. I, I hadn't checked out the podcast, but I have followed, I know people really like her book club that she does through hello mm-hmm. sunshine and hello sunshine has great social media presence. Like I, anytime I notice something like a quote or a meme, if it's traced back to them, it's just always, it's nice.
1: Well done. Well done. Yes. Well, done, well done. I, I, I approve pregnancy buddy.
0: <laughs> I'm sure that will reach her ears and she'll just be <laughs> so gratified. <laughs>
1: to grow into healthy adults.
0: All right, we're back. And I have to say, I have given significant thought to this. And the thought is, what would it be like to be a new mom and have a brand new baby in the circus that is being a member of this royal family? Like what well, what would be easier? What would be harder? I can't even, we can't even imagine it, but we're gonna, we're gonna kind of- We're go gonna to, do it. Go yes. down this line. So- Let's talk about some of the things that would be easier because this is kind of... No, before we do that, before we do that, as of today, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, baby Archie is six, I think I said six days old, but I meant eight. One day, so he was born last Monday, so he's eight days old. Can okay. you just, in a couple of sentences, can you talk about what <sighs> you were like eight days postpartum with your first baby?
1: Uh Oh, that's not fair. I was 20. <laughs> I was 20 years old. I bounced back like two days later. Let's go. Let's go with when I was 30 okay. and had a baby. Okay. Um, yeah. Like covered in various uh, like liquids and yeah. fluids. Smelly. Mm hmm. Reddy hair. Mm mm-hmm. um, I was starting to feel better by eight days. Like mm-hmm. I was up and about and moving around and um, depending on the baby, maybe getting some sleep, maybe not so much. I think I was just kind of in like cave mode. Like yeah. I was just caved up at home maybe getting out for the first time for like a shopping trip or lunch or something, but really pretty homebound and watching a lot of TV in bed. Yeah. How about you?
0: Well, I had C-sections, so I, my physical recovery was a little slower. Eight days. um, I was off of pain meds, but I was still unrestricted. I couldn't lift anything heavier than my baby. I couldn't drive. Um, And with my first baby, I mean, eight days in, I was experiencing pretty significant hormonal swings, like baby blues. So I was very weepy, very, Mm. very like, uh, had uncontrollable. No, that's not true. That's a too strong a word. I had unexpected crying sensations, like things that didn't seem like I didn't feel sad logically, but there were a lot of tears close to the surface. Yeah, that is, that is the baby blues. And I had a pretty like Significant bout. It wasn't super long. It was like two and a half weeks. But at day eight, I would have been in the thick of that, um, mm. and my husband would have been gone back to work. So like yeah. regular, oh, right? Regular days is usually that yeah, Starts like, to happen. Like regular life was back, but I was yeah, not regular, not regular, and not like <laughs> nothing fits. Like I mean, I think we yeah. just want to paint this picture. Like remind everybody. Like. This is a brand new, and this is a first time, first time mom. Okay, so now that we've painted the picture, what are some things that would be easier if you were, if you had everyone at your beck and call? I wrote down a couple. You wrote down a couple. Why don't you go first?
1: Well, okay. So the first thing that pops into my head, and this is definitely not the most important thing, but like, you would have the best of the best of everything. Yeah. And you would not be putting that stuff together yourself, right? Like, (laughs) there's no way unless they unless they did it just to do it. Like, I could see, like either one of the royal, you know, the young royal couples being like, no, we're going to do this ourselves. We're going to Ikea. We're going to go to Ikea and assemble the crib. Like I could see them doing that. But like, really, let's let's be honest. They probably have some hand-me-down antique that had to be like totally restored and retrofitted to be, you know, right. Code in code for like current safety standards and everything else. So I just have a feeling that like any stuff they could need is like the best stuff, which would be kind of cool. It would be. Um, you know, it doesn't solve any of those problems we just discussed. The right, right. No, it doesn't. And we're <laughs> going to
0: get into that. Um, I thought of sleep and I oh, thought of yeah. sleep like, so I don't know anything about her plans to breastfeed or or get up at night, but let's say you did want to breastfeed on demand all night long. You still could have the support for someone yes. else to do all the other things, including like, hand you the baby, change the baby, like just that night nurse type of situation. And then the ability to take naps, like real naps. I mean, I know everybody said, take a nap when your baby sleeps, but that was so hard for me to do when I was by myself and just my mind was going and I wasn't always tired. But I feel like if you were... Met this new mom, you really could get a nap when you needed it, and still be a very responsive, like you know, like still be there when you needed to be for the baby. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, sleep is just—it's
1: it's so, so fundamental
0: so... to everything else. So that I feel like would be easier.
1: Um, can, just as an aside, can you imagine what the security situation must be like? No, like they probably have a team of nurses, but I wonder if they have to like, I mean, get patted down when they leave so they're yeah. not stealing the baby. I—I was just, <laughs> just thinking, or like not taking pictures yeah. of the baby. Yeah, I'm sure. Like sure. I, I bet you it is crazy. I bet um, it's crazy. too. Okay. So another one, obviously they, they're, we'll talk about this a little bit more later too, about how being public they have, they have to be so public with yeah. all the photos and all that stuff, but you know, she's got someone in there doing her hair Yes, and yep. making her look her best, which yes. does help you feel better, it right? Does. Like when you feel slimy and gross, yes. or when you look slimy and gross, you feel slimy and gross. Yes. So I'm sure she is being very well taken care of in the, um beautification department, Yeah, which would be and, nice.
0: Yeah. And that's just like an extension of, of self-care. It's not like, yeah. like it's not a critical to survival, but like you said, it's all tied into mental health. And like, if when your hair feels greasy and itchy, you just want a hot shower. So I just, right. yeah, I, I believe that would be easier to come by. And then if you need to go out in public, you know that you have the right people to make you right. <laughs> look not scary. Um, and then the other one that came up for me was laundry. There's just oh so gosh. much laundry with so many bodily fluids and it's so easy to get behind. And I'm just picturing, I have like this lovely picture in my mind of like folded, the softest cottons Mm. and muslins. Like there would never be like, where's my favorite nursing bra? Oh wait, it's dirty. I have to wear this, like my husband's t-shirt from 1997. Like you just would have, again, those comfort, those creature comforts that kind of add to how, how you feel. And also just never running out of like the burp cloths and the like it would just all be there and it would all be soft and someone else would be in charge of doing it and folding it. That sounds
1: amazing. (laughs) Do you think in your head when you picture it, do you think that the night nurses and the maids that come and do the laundry wear old timey outfits? Oh, I
0: hadn't really pictured them. Now I'm almost picturing Downton.
1: (laughs) Yes, me too. I was just thinking they have to take all the laundry downstairs. Yes.
0: Just it, I don't know. It, you don't see where it gets done. You don't even hear the dryer exactly. rattling around. It just it just appears. And it's and always the meals like- are
1: probably brought to your bed and they're probably amazing meals. Uh-huh. I bet you there. I bet you they have some kind of like official uniform they have to wear. And I bet you oh, there's I'm something sure. kind of old timey about it. It might not be Downton. I right. bet it's not. But like I'm picturing like a little half apron.
0: And the food. Now I'm thinking about how hungry I was post birth <laughs> yes, and just how starving. nice it would be like, I need a cob salad right now. And then it would be like, here you go. <laughs> that would be amazing. Okay. Well, that all sounds lovely. So unfortunately, there are some things that even if you are a duchess or a princess or a queen, you are going to have to deal with. So I thought it would be fun to, you know. Get real yeah, about what she's it, going through, because you yep. can't hire it all away. And so no. my first one was sore nipples. I can't, can't think hire of those a way. away. I cannot think <laughs> of a way. If she's planning to breastfeed, that she's going to. You cannot outsource or like. You can't get around it. I, I No, can't think I, I of, remember
1: it because I had really, really badly sore nipples yeah. with nipples with three of my babies, and I remember thinking to myself, like, the biggest frustration for me was there. There was really nothing I could do. Yeah, like positioning was what it was. It 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 helped yeah that you know to, but like the whole like oh if your baby's latched correctly you won't have sore nipples I think is such bunk and I do it, too it's I do so too. discouraging and I'm and glad mean. you said that yes it's so it's mean because yeah. you're not doing anything wrong some people just like some babies suck like barracudas and some fair women especially tend to have more tender and you just have to build up a callus like there's nothing you can do yes um and that is true no matter what you do no matter how royal you are
0: I totally agree. I'm glad you said that. And I have always kind of wondered and felt that way too. And the other thing that's hard is, let's say there is a minor positioning improvement that you could improve. Breastfeeding, it's like a learning journey. Yes. And once you get sore, even if you're doing Everything, everything right, right. yeah it's you're uh, very, you've
1: already gotten sore because
0: you have to keep putting them on I mean right. putting the baby on like <laughs> right right so I mean I remember it from probably day when the baby started to really get hungry and get the hang of it like day three or four until for two weeks and just be yep. out all three times was really 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 sore and then the, it's uh, just
1: I would cry me I too. mean like yeah it was awful I remember getting so worked up about knowing the baby was going to have to latch on and thinking, is there anything else I can do? Maybe there's something else. Like, (laughs) is there a way around this? And And the only reason with Clara that it didn't happen. And with Jacob, I think at this, um, because Jacob took a long time to, he wasn't like super into it. So it just took a long time to get going. So it like gradually happened. And with Clara, she was in the NICU. So I was pumping. So then you kind of slowly, you kind of like you ease in. And by the time she was nursing all the time, I had, had 10 days on the pump, which made a difference. But the other three, it was awful.
0: Yeah. No, mine, mine were all three awful. And I will say in case anybody out there hasn't already tried this, the one thing that helped not made it go away, but was just being religious about the Lancino right after. So right after the baby nursed. And I remember worrying like, Oh, what if they go back for a little snack in 10 minutes? Like it was fine. Like it's fine for The babies, it was fine for my skin, and when I did that every single time without exception, round the clock, it did seem like it was mitigated. But I just remember the the worst pain was like right when they latched for like thirty seconds or a minute of like the worst, the worst,
1: the worst. If you are about to have a baby or about to start breastfeeding anytime soon, um, look up moist wound healing because that like taught me a lot about why that works. Because I hope I
0: never have to Google that phrase. Well,
1: because a, a scab that dries out, right just gets ripped off over and over oh. and it's painful if it never dries out it like it allows it to heal without being constantly traumatized at okay. the same level so moist wound healing people look it up and lance knows an important part of that
0: oh my gosh this is like i'm in pain just this is like <laughs> that was like so my toes
1: are curling <laughs> I know <what> <laughs>
0: <sighs> okay. All right. So we know that that is not avoidable and some people right. do avoid it. Just like you said, the shape and the latch and all that, but yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, another big one obviously is hormones. I don't, yeah, I don't got them. You got them. I can, you think of any way that privilege could get you around hormonal adjusting to new no, motherhood?
1: And in fact, I mean, you know, you'd have to keep them in check even more.
0: Yeah, I agree. Because there's so
1: many people around. There's so so. many people
0: around, so many opinions, so many things that could potentially disrupt, um, like, I think, you know, just that, like, Listen to your body. Listen to your baby. Watch your that kind of intuitive. Yeah. Intuitive is kind of a loaded word because sometimes it doesn't feel intuitive. But the the really paying attention to your own signals, both mentally and physically, I could see how that would get easily disrupted when you did have mm-hmm. people at every turn. So yeah, that would. Be um, I
1: mentioned earlier having fluids all over you. <laughs> yeah, and that would still happen. It would. And the the crazy thing is, your clothes would be so much more expensive. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I would feel worse about the fact that my baby was puking on me and pooping on me and there's breast milk everywhere. Yeah. And even though she's
0: going to have like a a nurse at at the, at her right hand at all times to pass the baby or the blowout too, it's still when she's out in public and has to do public appearances with the baby, like babies find the least opportune time to have a diaper blowout. So even though she might, the laundry piece would be easier, but she is going to experience all kinds of bodily fluids intensely for the next few weeks. That's just going to happen. What else?
1: Well, like we kind of talked about being public, the very public thing with other people's opinions, but like your grandmother-in-law is the queen. Yeah. Nobody else has to deal with that.
0: Yes. It's, all, it's a little bit elevated, right? All the opinions. You'd have the opinions of... Actually, this would be really hard, I think, because you have you have access to all these experts. So I would imagine she's surrounded by pediatricians and nurses and the medical experts who are the best. So you have those opinions. You have the public opinion, like people like us who get on a podcast and talk about this for an hour. Time's... I mean, I think we're being pretty gentle, but like the tabloids and everybody out there who's got an opinion on what you should or shouldn't do. And then, yeah. And then you're part of this structure that has rules and expectations that may or may not be what you would have done. I think all of that would be hard.
1: Yeah. And probably even harder. Like I know we're going to talk about things that are harder Yeah, yeah. (laughs) for a royal mom uh, than one of us normies, but like, yeah, I think that's one of those things that would actually be, um, That would tip into the harder category. Yeah,
0: I do. I agree. I agree. Um, I put this cute picture in our show notes and I'll put it or I put it in our show outline and I'll put it in the show notes. But isn't this a sweet picture? It is very sweet. So it's Megan's mother and then it's the queen and Prince Philip. So Harry's grandparents and they're all looking at the baby and she's holding the baby. But it did just like it took me right back. There's always we all have had our family gather around and look lovingly and they all come with their backgrounds and their opinions. And I'm just looking at this picture being like, yep, she's, she is going to have to learn how to take all of that, those opinions. Yep. And, and we all have to like that. She's just mm-hmm. not exempt from that. So yeah. Nope. Okay. So now we're into really like the stuff that would be harder. So I kind of, I got ahead and kind of talked about that, but
1: well, um, no, we both did. Cause it's hard and
0: harder. It's hard right? <laughs> and harder. We all have other people's opinions and she has it even more. Um, yeah
1: and just uh, yeah and everything being public like having to do these public appearances um media photos i mean like again i spent a lot of time in my early postpartum days like you know i wasn't watching game of thrones but that she can't do that she can't yeah. just lie around with her hair in a ponytail in a KV dark room <laughs> breastfeeding and watching tv like that's probably not like she might yeah. be able to spend some time doing that but she's probably got an uh what's the word i'm looking for like an itinerary yeah to keep.
0: yeah yes yeah. That would be, that would be super hard. I think, um, as the baby gets older, um, just having the public parenting moments like this, this is more, I guess, speaking to like William and Kate who now have, gosh, I think they're like five, three and one, which I've been there with a five, three and one year old. right? And they have to do those little kids are out in public now. And you have these moments that we in the media like to latch onto and be like, Oh, they're just like us. But that would be hard. It's a little different, probably in the brand new phase. I think we're maybe a little more forgiving, but raising kids and being a mom with that kind of, we talk about public parenting a lot on this show as it relates to like your kid melting down in Target. But if your kid melts down at a public appearance and your grandmother's the yep. queen, it's just it's the, the stakes are that much higher. That would imagine be that hard. viral
1: photo of me with Owen under my <laughs> yes. or with Isaac under my arm. Imagine if that was, you know, right. Meghan Markle. Right. Or the Duchess formerly known as Meghan Markle. Yes. Yeah. And they they have to <laughs> <And> little
0: Archie <laughs> and little Archie. I mean, Archie is
1: kind of a stinker's name. I mean, but you agree. Like, I feel like an Archie could be a real stinker.
0: I agree. And I, they, I briefly read a quote where, uh, I mean, bless their hearts. They were saying he's so calm. And I was like, he is 48 hours old, but they were (laughs) saying like, oh, he's so good natured and calm. And they, one of them kind of made a joke, like, yeah, I don't know who he got that from. So I think they are both (laughs) like, they both as parents have a little spitfire to them. So maybe they're going to have a little, a little wild one, but yeah, that, (laughs) I mean, it's fun to kind of laugh about, but that I think would be really hard. Think about how our listeners and moms of toddlers and preschoolers, we agonize over discipline styles and like how to handle behavior. And then to have your kids have this expectation about their behavior would be really hard. I would not want that at all. So yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh. This, is all, this is unfeeling. Well, I mean, where is you going to find a play group? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that a little bit. That <laughs> yeah. was one of mine. Yes. How would you? And this would go for anybody, pop stars and and yeah. celebrity, like movie stars and everybody to to find your community, a play group, the moms you can talk to, unless your sister, sister in law, or like longtime best friend. I mean, I think those would be the people because everybody else knows you as your famous person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be really hard. You can't get on the ICQ chat like you you did, you
1: know? Well, no, and I kind of wonder actually if they got, if if, I used to actually wonder that a lot when I would be in those anonymous chat rooms, I would think this is the perfect way for a famous person to feel normal, right? Go anonymous, go online. You're with just all the regular people. No one knows who you are. And I wonder if there's any of like, I wonder if there's um, like, involvement in facebook groups under an assumed name yeah. or something who knows they or they maybe walk among there's us people
0: maybe there's like a celebrity matchmaker who will find you friends in the world who are similar enough that they won't that they'll understand your yeah. life like there's got i always used to think it was so weird when celebrities would date other celebrities or be friends with them They're, then their kids are friends but like anything else you you do need people who understand your situation in life. And I think that finding that community, especially I always found in the first year of motherhood, it felt really important to me to be talking to people whose babies were really similar in age to mine. And then that kind of dropped away. And now I actually really prefer to have mom friends with kids of all different ages. But in the beginning, I wanted to talk about what a four month was doing with someone else who had a four month old. It's so narrow
1: and specific. And that would be so hard. I think maybe you just gave someone the idea for a business. Sarah, a a celebrity, celebrity mom matchmaker. Yep.
0: Well, I mean, I'll just be Jennifer Garner's friends because we have three kids, same ages. And the second time you brought up Jennifer Garner. (laughs) I love her. (laughs) I do love her. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I don't know where Megan's going to find her mom friends. I don't know if she gets along with Kate. I feel like that's the negative you hear is that they don't like each other. I don't know if that's true, but I do feel like a sister-in-law with three kids would at least be a source of some kind of encouragement and advice but not and if, not if I you mean, hate her.
1: I also feel like that's probably like the media would needed something right so right. they can, I I right. would be not surprised if that story is mostly concocted so uh,
0: yeah i mean i yeah i think yeah i have a healthy <laughs> amount know. of skepticism about what <laughs> uh, everything that we yeah. know but I think we know yeah All right. Well, we will wrap up sending the very best of new baby wishes to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex and baby Archie. Will you say his whole name again? I just want the Mountbatten part.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. So best of luck to you, Archie Harrison, Mountbatten, Windsor. I love it. I liked
0: it a lot. And (laughs) Megan, if you're listening and remember, you know, the parties in the apartment at Wood and Augusta, I'm sure you do. So... Um, best of luck to you. Um, guys, no, in all seriousness, before we wrap, if you have not listened to our episode on postpartum symptoms and surprises, I will link it up. It's one of my favorite episodes. Um, we laughed a lot, but we also got very real about the things that even as educated people Women, we did not expect to go through in the, the postpartum. The dripping, period. the leaking, the cramping, the, the night sweats, the chills, <laughs> the hair falling
1: out—all um, of every system dysfunctioning, like going offline, basically, for longer
0: than you might think. Um, yes, postpartum
1: is not just over in a week yeah. or two.
0: So um, I will link that one up in the show notes. And and it is a really good episode if you, you know, just want to support a mom who's in a postpartum period right now or just normalize. We're not trying to scare anybody, but just normalize that it's hard, whether you are royal or normal. All right, guys, we will be back with you soon. Thanks, Megan. This was fun.
1: This was super fun.
0: Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug.
1: That is amazing. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts, or head to theteasemade.com to find all the episodes.